0: This is the Social Geek Radio Network. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Rockstar. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing conciliator. Celia. We're back again with a rock star panel. Today, we've got Paige Robinson from American Family Care, Pete Baldine from the Moran family of brands, and Nancy Bigley of The Little Gym. Today's episode is brought to you by ServiceMind, Digital HR, Consumer Fusion, and the panel is next after this word from Hughes. Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. Reach out and find out how Hughes can become your networking partner. Call Carl Udler at 301-601-6427 or visit Hughes.com slash franchise. Today's Rockstar panel includes Paige Robinson from American Family Care, Pete Baldine, of the Moran family of brands and Nancy Bigley of The Little Gym. Welcome, rock stars. Good to hear your voices
1: again, Pete, Nancy, Paige. Glad to be here, and glad to be here with my two great friends, Nancy Bigley and Paige Robinson. Well, it is
0: definitely a rock star show today with uh with the three of you. So let's jump right into it. Nancy, I'm gonna start with you, please. What do small business owners and franchise systems and basically anyone in business right now, what do they really need to think about for the remainder of 2022? Is there anything that you're telling your franchisees and and your business owners, you know, be on the lookout for this right now?
2: well i think you know for us it's been um an amazing year so we've been really blessed to have um really our record uh, the most record-breaking year we've had with the little gym which is saying a lot because we're a 46 year old brand so um it's been really exciting and so for us you know this is our first year that we have been under the unleashed brand family um and so we are going through a lot of transition right now as you might well expect and so we're really focusing on um, building, uh, and really, I shouldn't say building, but really strengthening our infrastructure so that we can go even bigger, faster, stronger as we get into 2023. And so we're really looking at ways and coaching our franchisees and having conversations with them right now about, look, we're, we're busy, and that's great. And I think sometimes when you're busy and having a record-breaking year it's really easy to go we're busy and we're having a record breaking year Um, and you can kind of just coast through it but we really want to continue to push on those areas of the business uh, and especially as it relates to the foundation building so that we can go even bigger as we get into 2023 Um, and so that's really what our coaching has been about it's like let's stay focused on the core business keep driving you know those new leads that are coming in keep focusing on the customer keep focusing on Improving conversions and retention, but we need to shore up some things so that we're in an even better position as we go into 2023, which is hard, right? It's a lot uh, for our franchisees to manage and juggle, but that's really what we're, um, what we're focused on right now for our business.
0: We hear a lot of brands talk about one of their biggest challenges through this year, and they, and they don't really see a change coming, has been the labor crisis. Is, is mm-hmm. that really affecting your franchisees right now? Have they found a way around it, or where do you see that going for your brand?
2: Yeah, it, it absolutely has both, um, at our, at the franchisee level as well as the headquarters level, because we too are also bringing new people onto our team and, and we're getting amazing people. It's just taking longer. And so our coaching continues to be, um, let's talk about ways that we can approach hiring, uh, and training and retention differently. Cause I think we're always so used to going back to the way we always used to do things. And I do think, you know, going through COVID, I think, you know, it is a trend that we're seeing in, in business in general is, you know, it allowed people an opportunity to say, what do I want to do with my life? And is this really what I want to do? And maybe I do want a little bit more flexibility in, in my work-life balance. And so at a headquarters level, we're we're really focused on that and looking for ways to Add a little bit more flexibility so we have like work from home Wednesdays and part day Fridays and flex work uh, time off instead of having a rigid, you know, sort of you get X amount of days a year. It's like you take off what you want, but you got to get your job done. And so things like that, we're adjusting at a headquarters level to really attract and entice those people into our company and our culture. It's a little different at the gym level because we need for kids to be in the gym, right? Like Mm, we have We have brick and order, we have kids coming in to our gyms and 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 we need to have our instructors there and so we're just trying to brainstorm with our franchisees and and really across all of our um platform brands because all six of our brands are really having the same challenges, and we all have you know the same customer, which is mom, so it's like well what is what does that look like what is the you know what is the age group that we're um uh, that our our team is that we hire um, into our gyms or studios or whatever it happens to be. Um, can we maybe go to different places for hiring and recruiting? Is there a different background of um, uh, of that team member that maybe is different than it used to be? It used to always be that gymnastics person in the high school or the colleges, which is still great, but that might not necessarily be our sweet spot anymore. And so we're really having to just kind of look at it different and also really continue to recruit year round um, and not just look at those windows in time where we're going to need it. Cause we know it's going to take a lot longer to bring those people in.
0: Pete, I know your franchisees um, had an amazing couple of years, even through COVID I've seen just some great growth with, with your multiple brands. What does the um, rest of this year look like, especially when it comes to, labor and uh, any challenges there for your folks?
1: Yeah, Jack, we, uh, we did, uh, during COVID, um, we actually did not see any drop in 2020. We had a few months that were dropped off, you know, in, uh, uh March, April, May. And then we had such a strong finish to the year that, um, uh, we didn't experience uh, any kind of decrease in 2020. And then in 2021, we had a fantastic year um, uh, w- way over our 2020 numbers. And um, 2022 is running about equal to uh, equal increase to what uh, 2021 did. Um, the thing that I always wonder about is what our numbers would have been, if we were fully staffed at all the stores. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we were, you know, we experienced a 24% increase in 2021 and what would that have been? It probably would have been 35 or 40 if we were fully staffed, you know? Um, so, uh, it's been amazing. The, the great thing is that the franchisees at the store level are super busy and continue to be, uh, and we're experiencing uh, the same kind of thing in franchise development. Um, our franch- new franchise sales have been fantastic in, um, in 2021 and, and also again in 2022. Um, I was concerned that with all the recession chatter uh, that we might start to see a drop-off. Um, we saw it soften a little bit uh, in terms of lead gen in June and it's picked right back up and it's just rocking along. So, so, uh, that, that fear was, um, there, but a little unfounded actually based on what's happening. And we had a lot of sales in the first half of the year and, um, the, the pipeline has, um, rebuilt tremendously. I mean, uh, our our pipeline is looking really good. As a matter of fact, we've got uh, two people in discovery day tomorrow. Wow, that's
0: great to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you see this as you know sort of the next step of you know we saw a lot of people looking for new opportunities and 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 new directions to take their life during COVID. Maybe maybe with this current recession and in the economic situation. Could that continue for six months or maybe another twelve?
1: You know, that's a great question, Jack. And and yes, um, I I see a couple of things um, happening. Okay, um, the uh, I thought too, you know with all the recession chatter and the and the um, uh, interest rates uh, inching yeah. right, that that would have a negative impact. Um, but it has not. Um, I think that some people are so uh, fed up with where they are, you know, that a point point and a half in interest rates uh, um, is is not affecting them at all. We're not seeing people back off because of that. Hmm. Um, and the banks are continuing to lend at a strong level. You know, uh, the the banks have not backed off. You know, obviously, if the banks back off a little bit and start to um, uh, get a little tighter, you know, that that can, uh, uh, you know, that can have an impact. But that hasn't happened. You know, we're still having good success with the banks. Um, What I have seen happen is we're seeing more candidates um, and we're getting um, a lot of really strong leads on resales. You know, we, we have an older system, so we have to have a strong resale program. You know, uh, uh, 33% of my franchisees have been in the system for 20 years or more. Wow. And wow. and 16% have been in for 30 years or more. Okay. So, you know, it's time for some of those guys to exit. You know, they're they're aging out, you know, when you've been in for 30 years... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going, I'm doing a resale. I'm, I'm doing a resale on Friday and, and uh, we, we brought in a great candidate. Um, my franchisees getting full asking price and he's been a franchisee with us for 38 years.
0: Wow. That's a pretty right? good, uh, pretty good dream come true. 30 some years and then getting out with your asking price. Love right,
1: that. Right, right. So, so my point uh, and where I was going with that is this, a um, lot of high quality candidates that are looking for existing businesses and they're willing to buy cash flow.
0: Interesting. Know, yeah. Instead of yeah.
1: starting from scratch, mm-hmm. right? So we have a number of resales in the, in the pipeline right now, and we've got some really strong candidates um, and they're not negotiating hard. You know, it's like uh, if they um, if they like the business and it's got good p ls good cash flow, you know, they're willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's a that's a real plus for today's current market. Paige, same question
0: to you. What do small business owners and franchise systems really need to think about for the remainder of this year?
3: So for the remainder of this year, and we have been very blessed to just be on a streak like never before. So we're seeing really qualified candidates, serial franchisees coming to us and looking at healthcare, for example, as another great opportunity uh, to add to their portfolio. But I would just say keep um, keep a finger on the pulse of what's going on in the lender space because we are seeing a lot of changes and we feel sometimes like it's happening daily, right? Things are shifting yeah. with what you need as it relates to funding, uh, whereas the lenders might have looked for more liquid capital. Now they're you know looking at larger opportunities for real estate. So just having a good open dialogue with not just the lender partners of the franchise brand, but with the franchise or themselves, I think is really important.
0: Excellent. What kinds of questions are candidates and potential franchisees asking you now? And is it very different than it was, let's say, three or four years ago?
3: Oh, sure. I think that things have shifted quite a bit um, just because of the, the world we've been living in the past couple of years. I think that questions now center around support of the franchise system because there were so many challenges during the, the heyday of the pandemic. And it was all about the support that the franchisor gave to the system. And so that's really where we focused during mid-late 2020. It was how do we support our existing franchisees through this craziness of PPP loans and real estate challenges. We really felt like the real estate was just going to open up in retail. And we never really saw that happen. So the questions are surrounding real estate? uh, How have you seen costs increase? How are you supporting your franchisees? And what supply chain issues are you having? So having, again, just that open dialogue with the candidates is really helpful to walk them through that process and make sure that, you know, their reservations and their trepidations are met with thoughtful answers. (laughs)
0: In a moment, after this word from Digital HR powered by Exults. In today's market, there's a surplus of open positions all vying for the attention of top talent. But developing a consistent, effective recruiting strategy is a challenge, even with an in house human resources department. The Digital HR team will put together a customized game plan based on the job requirements and the number of candidates you need. Tactics include website enhancements and ATS integrations on-site content optimization, digital press releases, social and search ads, and more. Learn more now at digitalhr.com. Consumer Fusion helps franchises attract customers online with their AI-powered reputation platform. With more than 70,000 illegitimate negative reviews removed, Consumer Fusion allows franchise brands to maximize their digital footprint with reputation management, local SEO, and social media including automated owner's responses and integrated review generation tools. Get started with a 1-month free pilot and learn why brands trust Consumer Fusion with their online reputation. Visit consumerfusion.com/pilot. Consumer Fusion, keeping reviews honest. <laughs> Let's talk about all of your brands with everyone here about some of the other topics that we, we hear in the news every day. Supply chain problems, inflation. How are those affecting your franchisees on the, uh, the local level? Nancy, do you see anything or does that, does that chatter um, have anyone concerned or do you think they've already, you know, sort of worked themselves through that?
2: No, I think it's it's still um, a challenge for us, it's certainly not to the extent that it was, you know, a year ago, but I think where I'm seeing it hit us the most. Um, and again, because of our business, we're not, you know, food totally different um, and parts and things like that. We're, you know, our, our commodities are our little kiddos, but where it's really hitting us is um, in new development. And so as we have, uh, and same with Pete, like we're seeing the same on the development side, super strong, strong candidates, both new locations and resales, like they're just wanting to build out their portfolio in their backyard and it's amazing. Um, and so we've got really strong pipeline. Um, and so our 2023 for the little gym is going to be amazing with new gym openings. But we're still struggling. We have one of our franchisees that delayed several months because we can't get he, he can't get HEAC. Like it's things uh, like that that you're like, oh my gosh, seriously? We're still dealing with this. So it's 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 not just our suppliers necessarily that you know like our equipment, um, our gym equipment. There's some delays still on that, but it's not you know we we're, we've gotten ahead of that. We know what the pipeline looks like for that. But when you're running into like. We can't get air conditioning units, we can't get the piping to put in um, to connect the HAC and it's like that's a big problem that we have no control over. I think that's the part that is is frustrating for us because we're all about, you know, solution oriented thinking and finding ways through challenges, but when it comes to um, those types of supply chain challenges, we, we can't really control that. So again, we we have um, amazing uh, team and resources, so we're looking at different ways to move through that, and we're trying to identify many of those, as many of those uh, buckets as possible that we might run into, and just you know trying to get that much farther ahead of it as we we build out into 2023.
0: Pete, your folks probably have a, a very different type of supply chain issue than most people in franchising and most small business owners do when it comes to automotive issues and parts and things like that. How has that whole industry change really affected your guys on a day-to-day basis?
1: The guys are having, at the store level, are having to work a little harder. Mm -hmm. They're having to call more sources. You know, if if a particular part that they need is not in stock at their primary supplier, they're having to call, you know, call secondary, third suppliers, uh, uh, even in some cases, go to Amazon. Hmm right? And and finding, and finding, you know, parts they need on Amazon, right? So, um, but that hasn't affected us uh, too awful much, right? What has though, I'll tell you where, I'll tell you where the supply chain uh, has been a challenge for us is the supply chain in available real estate. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. Um, So, being a brick and mortar, you know, locations, and requiring special zoning. Okay. Uh, our site selection has been a real hurdle. You know, we've got several franchisees uh, in site selection right now. Um, and um, just the the lack of availability for existing properties to be retrofitted, um, is taking up a lot of my time. Um, because, um, because we use a third party real estate firm, I personally am involved in all the real estate meetings because I want to make sure that, um, you know, our partner is being accountable to my franchisees and that everything that needs to happen is happening in a timely manner. So I'm in on all those meetings Um, I get copied on all the emails and real estate is taking up a tremendous amount of my time. Um, The other challenge related to that, okay, is um, the contractors are so busy, okay, that um, we're having, they're they're really causing us a time delay because it's... uh, once we find a contractor that we get a reasonable quote from, okay, if it's not a big project, sometimes the contractors just are throwing uh, a big price out there because they don't want to do it unless they make a bunch of money on the job, you know? Yeah. So um, we're experiencing, um, you know, some time delays with the contractors uh, and and getting permits. For example, like in Florida, it's 90 days in Florida to get a permit. Wow you know wow. and then another 90 days you know to maybe 120 for the contractor to you know get to work on the job and finish it so when you talk supply chain for us it's lack of availability in real estate and contractors that are too busy with
0: all of the other troubles right now with supply chain problems and inflation and recession and everything else we've talked about earlier today. Do you see more opportunities for business owners in the coming six to 12 months, or do you see it slowing down? What's your take on that?
3: You know, I think we are eternal optimists in franchising, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. It, well,
0: if we weren't, we'd probably be doing something else, right? <laughs>
3: yes. Yes, of course. I I truly believe that this is the era of franchising because you're seeing so many people come out of corporate environments and really take a look at what else there is out there. And I think that there's such a huge opportunity for franchisors and candidates alike to dive in and find that perfect fit. I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, we're seeing more qualified candidates than we've ever seen come through the process people with amazing business acumen and experience. And so I think it's all upside from here on out.
0: Before we go, I wanted to ask everyone if they have anything else coming up in late 22 or early 23 that you're really pointing out to your franchisees and your colleagues, something that they should be on the lookout for or maybe a big opportunity. Nancy, let's start with you. Anything uh, coming around the corner that you're really keeping an eye on right now?
2: Um, you know, I don't know um, if it's anything out in, you know, sort of the economy or the world. I think, you know, I'm so focused on everything that we're doing with our company and our brands. And, you know, we certainly are excited about, you know, some of the things that we're doing now that we have six companies and, um, you know, we are creating that infrastructure and that environment for, as I mentioned earlier, our franchisees to take advantage of potentially adding on additional brands uh to their uh, portfolio should they choose to and i think that's super exciting i think as candidates are coming in for us and we're you know able to show them the vision of how that could potentially work for them if they are the right people and if that is something that they're interested in i think is is really a different conversation than i've ever been a part of before and all the brands that i've been at and i'm sure pete um, you know, has those conversations too. And I, I think it's just been exciting to, you know, to, to see uh, how the the conversation changes a little bit and how ears perk up and eyes really open up and go like, God, I never thought about that before. And that's, that's really interesting. Like, tell me more. And so I, I'm excited about that for our existing franchisees as well, should they, you know, choose to go down that path? Because I think, you know, when you When you're looking to build your portfolio of business, you know, and you start to max out in certain markets, your only opportunity before was going into other states. And now you have to, it's really becomes a little more complex when you're managing, you know, the, the little gym in different states. And we certainly had some franchisees that do that and they do it very well, but I feel like it's so exciting to think about, well, what if you stay within the same family in your same backyard on the same platform? So it's it's all familiar ground that you're you're having to learn. And I'm excited by that. I'm excited about, I, I see that in other businesses as well. I see that shift really happening in the last year. Um, so I, I'm excited about it for me because I'm excited to learn about that. Um, it's It's been a fun challenge and I'm excited about that for our franchisees and the future ones to come on board. So I think we're going to see some interesting learnings in that portfolio company space. Um, because it seems to be accelerating. And I think that's just, it's going to be very interesting to see how franchisees can really expand and grow when they thought maybe they couldn't before. And that's, I think, pretty cool.
0: Your colleague, Abby Fogel, taught me a new term last week that I was not aware of. Mumbos, multi-unit, multi-brand owners. And I, I <laughs> love-
2: <that. laughs> I haven't even heard that yet. I'll have <laughs> to talk to her about that. That's hilarious. Yeah,
0: I, I love that term. I uh, love it. I, And one of the first things I thought of, Pete, was was you and a lot of your folks. I think uh, you guys were a a, a multi-brand platform before we even called them
1: multi-brand.
2: Right. right? Exactly.
1: Well, Nancy, that's so interesting to hear you talk about that. um, Because we just, last Monday, um, had an existing Mr. Transmission Milex that was purchased by a couple of our Turbo Tent franchisees. So they're doing Turbo Tent. They got an area developer agreement with Turbo Tent. And now there was a Mr. Transmission Milex available right in their territory. So they bought it. Mm-hmm. i have got a franchisee, uh, a Mr. Transmission uh, franchisee in Atlanta who is selling his Mr. Transmission. Moving to San Antonio to be closer to family and already paid the franchise fee for a for a three-pack for turbo tent.
3: Wow. Got another another Mr. Yeah.
1: Commission, Milex franchisee, that's doing the same thing. They're expanding in their market. They're in a smaller market and they're doing great with their existing business. And now they want to add a turbo tent. They they were at the convention and they saw all the hype about turbo tent and they were like, they called me afterwards and they said, What do we need to do to do this? Yeah. Is that Mm -hmm. the
0: the, the main idea behind these platforms growing so well is we're not keeping brands in silos anymore. We're, we're letting everyone, you know, really sort of take a look under the hood, Pete, with your guys, it's literally under the hood and see what else is happening with the other brands and, and, and showing some other ways that they could grow their own business within the family.
1: You know, an interesting twist with us, something that we've always done for years is uh, we have our advisory board, our franchise advisory board. We call it the FAA, Franchise Advisory Alliance. Okay, And that um, on that advisory board, there are members from each brand. And so on the advisory board, there's this crossover. They're all interested in every meeting. We're covering things about each brand. And it's kind of created this crossover to where there's this interest between the brands and everybody's interested in what everybody else is doing.
0: That's a nice organic way to grow uh, across all the brands as well. So, um, Pete, before we go, any, any final thoughts from you on predictions or anything you're really looking at for the rest of this year or the beginning of 2020?
1: I'm looking for us to finish the rest of the year very strongly. Um, and, uh, we're definitely on track to do that. Um, and, uh, but, but, you know, one of the things, one of the pieces of advice that, uh, I've been given to our franchisees, um, is, you know, with all this recession chatter, we don't really know. So this is not a prediction in any way, okay. but we don't really know what's going to happen. It's an election year. You got a lot of dynamics going on, right? So, Uh, in our uh, consultations with the franchisees, you know, we're telling them, look, it's been a great couple of years. You've all been doing fantastic numbers. They've been setting record after record, right? Make sure that you're building your cash reserves, Mm. you know, and and because it won't always be this way, you know, you, you have to expect at some point, Um, we'll see uh, a drop off, we'll see a downturn, you know, um, related to the economy. Um, So make sure that, um, you know, that you're building your cash reserves, you're not spending it all, you're putting it away, you know, and, and and you're, you're building up your reserve capital, so that if you do have a rainy day, you're prepared for, you know, and it doesn't just hit you. Right.
0: Good advice, there will be rainy days in the future, I predict.
1: Yeah. That, so I hope there are, you know, but I suspect there will be
0: <laughs> especially here in Illinois. I don't know about in California where Nancy is, but uh, but uh, but here in, in, in Illinois, it's going to be rainy and real cold very soon, my friends. so yes listen i want to thank everyone for joining us here on on this uh this new format of social geek with the rock stars thank you so much for joining us please come back soon have a great kickoff to fall and uh, good luck in in the fourth quarter of this year and we will talk to everyone very soon down the road Before we go, quick word from ServiceMinder. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.